Please note that this podcast contains information regarding sensitive events, including domestic violence, assault, and abuse, as well as other triggering events such as murder. This podcast is intended for mature audiences. When Alice jumped down the rabbit hole, she immediately regretted her decision. A rabbit hole is a metaphor for something that transports someone into a troubling, surreal state or situation. Welcome to Afterglow, Unveiling the Idaho Cult. This podcast will take you down the deepest of rabbit holes as it unfolds. The story is so compelling, so bizarre, and so heinous, it's impossible to look the other way. Chad Daybell and Lori Vallow were dedicated in the most horrible way to an ideology that should only be fiction. Instead, their ideology put them behind bars. Join us as we explore the lives, lies, and diabolical crimes of Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell. I'm your host, Kathy Brooks. Please follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Afterglow, Unveiling the Idaho Cult, Season 1, Episode 5, Part 2, Charles Fallon. Where we left off last time, and I do have to apologize for the long break. I'm a registered nurse and I work full time, and this is my side gig along with my YouTube channel, Left Undone Incomplete Investigations. If you haven't listened to the first five episodes, it's probably a good idea to go there because we started from the very, very beginning. At this point, we're up to Charles Vallow, where he was trying desperately to get help for his wife, Lori. In episode five, part one, Charles Vallow, this is part two, Charles was really trying to get help for Lori, and it was like banging his head against the wall, literally. He had such a hard time trying to get help, but he had a order for them to take Lori for a mental evaluation, mental health evaluation to Community Bridges is the name of the place in Arizona that Lori was supposed to go to, to be evaluated. And of course, Lori is doing everything under the sun to make this look like Charles is insane himself. Lori is so full of projection. We were talking about this on my live stream on YouTube. Lori is so full of projection. She projects everything she's doing on someone else. And as you can tell from the first five episodes of the show, that is completely her personality. And it works for her, or at least it did for quite some time. We'll start off this episode listening to Lori go to the police station to complain that Charles has stolen her purse. Now, remember, Charles did get the purse and the key to the hotel where Lori was staying. So he's able to figure out where she was staying at that residence inn or wherever she was. And then he called the police there. That's where we ended in episode five. So we'll go from there where Lori is now very mad that her purse was stolen by her husband out of her car, which is probably their car. And she takes Tylee, 
who was about 15 at the time, and her BFF, Melanie Gibb, and herself down to the Gilbert Police Station in Gilbert, Arizona, to report that her husband stole her purse. Let's take a listen. Lori? Uh, Hello. Good. Hello. Okay. Got enough chairs for everybody? Yeah, I think so. No, no, I won't fit with those handles. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. I got a little bit of info from dispatch. Yeah. Um, said he stole your phone. What happened? Your purse. Yeah. Yeah. So yesterday, I got an argument with my husband on the phone, and he was in Texas working, and I found some stuff that he'd been doing, so he was really defensive. And so I took the kids. We spent the night in a hotel because I knew he was coming home. And um, so this morning, when I took my son to school, which he. So Lori's telling this police officer that their friend, who's a police officer, told them that they should come down and file this report. The friend she's speaking of is Jason Mao. And again, we'll get to him later. When I went into the school to take him into school, he was waiting somewhere and like stole my purse out of her, my whole purse, so... My phone, my wallet, my money, my everything was in there. So I didn't have, I had the door locked, but the sunroof was open because we have a service dog and he was in the car and I didn't want to, my son was kind of throwing a fit. I didn't want to get them both out of the car because it was a mess this morning. Mm -hmm. And we didn't have any of our stuff because this was a night in a hotel and he was out of his element. So I didn't lock the door for like the first time ever and he like, whatever, either got it out. Of, I don't remember if the door was locked, he got it out or he reached through the sunroof and just got it. Okay. But then he started texting all my family and all my friends and impersonating me and tried and got my friend lured over to the house to meet him where he had like kicked in the door to get into the house. And stuff, so. You did that this morning? Last night. Last night. Okay. Which I'm glad we went there. But remember, he did do this. Po he was doing a podcast with Melanie Gibb, who's with her, and Lori. Right. Okay. And so I got there, I'm like, Lori? <laughs> Lord. He texted her from my phone because he was pretending to be me, saying, oh, come meet me at the house, and whatever. Okay. This is Melanie Gibb speaking, if I didn't make that clear. So Melanie Gibb is explaining that Charles texted her from Lori's phone saying she was Lori. And Melanie Gibb went over to their house, found out that Charles was the one texting her. And so she's explaining that whole situation about him changing the locks when she was there and all that stuff. So. How did he, what, what did he say to you? Then? He said, can you come to the house now? And then when you get? Yeah. Okay. 
now remember she's making it sound this dramatic thing we saw him kicking in the door in episode five part one where he had the police with him and they told him it was okay. It was his house and he was not sure if they were going to be home or not. What happened to them? So I was really concerned when he was kicking in the door. Lori's making it sound like he's just this big asshole, right? Okay. We'll continue. It would be her. I should have noticed that your car wasn't there, but I didn't notice that. So okay. What kind of car do you drive? Um, an infinity QX80. Black. So, so you got to the house and then you got there and said, yeah, I deceived you. And then yeah, what so was he calling you there for? He uh, wanted me to come over there and get some information about her. Well, okay. What did he ask you? He was asking like, what's got into her? Like, where is she? Uh, where, right? is she? where is she? Of course, I didn't say where she was. I didn't know where she was. She I didn't tell anybody. She didn't tell, tell her after this. I thought it was safer for everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just basically wanted me to take a side, I think, and just um, yeah. tell her how crazy I was and why I was like that. Yeah. Hmm. What was your name? Melanie. Melanie. Your last name? Gibb. G I B B. Okay. Just because for documentation later, what's your uh, date of birth? So, okay, so he had you come there. I was asking you questions. So, like, is this something that's happened before? Or is this yeah, like. Unfortunately, yeah. We've had to even didn't. go to hotels just to like calm us down or something, you know? What, what is it like that motivates him doing this kind of stuff? Is it, does he say one? Maybe just goes nuts sometimes. Just goes this nuts time I, I caught him cheating and I had evidence and I told him about it. And he travels a lot for business. So, I told him about it and told him not to come home and that his stuff would be gone and that his car would be gone. And I was His stuff would be gone and his car would be gone and blah, 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 blah. And he's, I caught him cheating and she's lying. Okay. She is already in a relationship at this point with Chad DeBell, Chad DeBell. So, or enamored by him at this point. Um, so Lori is full of baloney and, um, and what's really, really sad is as you can see, she's believable to these police officers. I mean, they have no reason to think she's lying. However, Charles has been going around saying that my wife is calling me Ned Schneider and she said she was going to kill me and nobody seems to be taking that seriously at all. Unfortunately. It was a big, huge problem in the end. <laughs> so he's a little mad. <laughs> she was just trying to protect herself. Yeah. But I just left with the kids because I didn't want them in all the drama. Yeah. So then you took your phone and purse and has he tried to make contact with you since? 
He's trying to contact me through her. He has through her. I don't have a way to be okay. contacted. Yeah. And I didn't I know what her, her. I didn't know what her I couldn't contact her. Nobody so could contact so she me. Called. I just went and bought a phone so I could have a little yeah. throwaway phone. So have you called him to ask him if he'd bring your stuff back? Well, he talked to her about it. So And what said, was Yeah, he's I said, Would you be willing to uh, give me the purse for Lori? You know? Um and he goes, No. Unless she does this, this, and, you know, and all these. Don't things. don't speak in generalities. I, oh, I want specifics. Was, what what did he say? Therapy today. Or something. Yeah. Or something. Okay. Okay. The therapy. Yeah. He doesn't have to give you the purse. He just is saying he'd give it to me if I need him there. Okay. Right. I don't really want to talk to him today if I don't have to. Okay. Yeah. So if we get if we have him bring the purse back, are we all good? Like I mean. You're not willing to meet with him at a, with, with a therapist or anything well, to try to get it back? I don't want to meet with him because I don't know. He's very sneaky. So, like, what he'll do is meet me in the parking lot and mess around with me, you know, okay. whatever. Like, he's not going to just. What if we call him and see if he'll come here? She's referring to it as meet me at the therapist. He's trying to get her a mental health evaluation, but Lori is downplaying that whole thing and she knows very well what he's trying, why he's doing what he's doing and what the whole plan is. It's not therapy. They're not going to marriage counseling. He literally thinks she's lost her mind. And in the meantime, while all this is going on, I'll play something else for you in a minute while Charles is on his way there to bring the purse, but wants to make sure they have the order to take Lori to Community Bridges for her evaluation. Um, we can facilitate him giving your purse back. Okay, fine. You okay. want to try that? I know he has it because he obviously he's texting he her. Texting yeah. all my and yeah. all my family and the kids too. Yeah. Definitely yeah. has her phone. So we know it was him that took the purse. What what's he texting you? Um he well, I have the text. He was basically just texting me he's acting like that my son was in danger. I would He's asking Tylee what he texts her and Tylee just pulled her phone out to answer and Lori's interrupting again, being dramatic. Worried about JJ's okay. safety and things and texting her like he's going to. So he at first texts me, you doing okay today? Hey girl, are you okay? Please your mom. I may not be home for a bit. Love you. Sent me a strange link to a website about our church. That, people. Yeah. Um, so this is what's happening. And then he texts me at almost midnight. I'm so sorry, but I have no choice. I'm just sick. Danger. I had no choice. Which I'm, he didn't file a police report or anything as far as we know. So I'm just assuming he was trying to get a response. And then I love you. He was. Police report about what? Or I don't know. But he was acting like he did something. And then basically. those text messages came from. Do you have it entered as mom's phone? Or? No, that was from him. That's before that he, from his that's before he, he didn't take the yeah. until 8.30. This was last night. night at school. So that was from his okay. phone. And he was sending word for word the same text to my cousin. Like, what, what, what's his name? Charles. What's his phone? Um, Yeah, the same last name as you, I'm assuming. Yeah, okay. Fallow. Mm -hmm. Charles Fallow. So my friend told me, my friend that's a police officer, he said, go file a report, file a restraining order, all that stuff. 
I don't want to do all that stuff. I just wanted it to be on record. And if you can get the purse back, that'd be lovely because all my stuff is in there. I'm really mad about my lip gloss. I'm really mad about my lip gloss. See how she is? She thinks she's so cute and sweet. And in the meantime, she's a serial killer. Eventually. All the cards with all the yeah. So he's mad. So I took the money out of our account. But it's a joint account. So he wants me to give him money. Okay. Well, that's all a civil issue. Yeah, that- had to adapt for the last two years now to a new normal wearing masks social distancing vaccines just to name a couple but normal life and normal routines changed during this time i started ordering my groceries through instacart you can shop all your favorite stores on a single order the products you love from your local stores these products can be delivered in as fast as one hour Instacart highlights deals to help you save money. Instacart will pick the freshest produce and keep your eggs safe too. My 84-year-old mother loves using Instacart. In a recent order, she was able to get a new microwave and a toaster. So you see, it isn't just food items. You can help support this podcast by clicking on the link in the show notes below. Plus, you can get a free delivery on your first order of $10 or more. Purse? There's no reason why he's walking around with your purse, your ID, that he doesn't have a right to. Right. Married That's or not. That's what I'm saying. All the rest of the stuff is our joint stuff together. Yeah. So. All right. Um, we're going to leave the room temporarily. We're going to try to give him a call, see if we can't get this rectified. That'd be great. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Now we'll continue with Lori at the police station. Now the police are going to call Charles at this point. And again, he's on his way there, as you can tell. Okay. Charles, Charles. Hello. Hi, this is Officer Edgerton, Gilbert PD. Is this Charles? Hey, Charles. Uh, the reason why I'm calling right now is your, your wife's at the police department uh, claiming you stole her purse and her cell phone. Okay, you, you realize they don't belong to you, correct? Okay, so that that's a civil issue, and she's responsible for every penny. When you guys, if you guys end up going through divorce proceeding, okay, and you also texted a friend to meet you at the house last night under the guise that you were her. What was that for? So you texted a friend of hers to meet you at the house last night. Uh, using her cell phone. What what was that all about? Oh, this morning. Okay. Yeah, we we read the report from earlier today regarding you not being able to get into the house and everything. So I don't. I do not have the order in front of me, so I. I, I do. I cannot do that. It's got to be approved, and I know I cannot keep her from. I cannot get her. Well, it's got to go to our sergeant, who's got to call, verify that it's good, and then we get dispatched. So. 
So that, that's just how the process works. And I can't, I can't keep somebody against their will uh, without a warrant or a val the valid. Well, I'm, I'm telling you right now, we have a process. You come here, you turn it in, it goes to a sergeant. Sergeant calls the doctor. Okay, well, I don't, I don't have that. And for all we know, it's not valid anymore. I do not know. What, what I'm concerned about. Yeah, well, that's that's not that's that's not what I'm, I'm I'm discussing a whole separate issue right now, and that's her getting her belongings back. Okay, you're saying it's at the house, which you changed the locks on, correct? So she doesn't have access to. Yes. So uh, unless you want to be charged with theft, we need we need to get that purse back to her. If you want to come here with the purse and that order, we can get this all kind of try to figure it out. And the purse and her cell phone. Okay. So how, how soon can you be here? We're, we're at the police department, 75 East Civic Center Drive, Gilbert Warner. Thank you. All right, how long? All right, but he says he's coming with the order. So that should get interesting. So here's Charles coming um, now in a panic, calling the dispatchers to say, you know, kind of don't let my wife go. I'm bringing the order. I'm bringing her purse. Don't leave, don't let her leave right now because we really need to get this taken care of. And then we got Tweedle D and Tweedle other officer here who really are in the dark about all this. And we got Barbie doll, Lori, you know, Miss Blonde, Bombshell, pretty, acting like she's just so cute and sweet and innocent and normal, fooling everybody at this point, just completely fooling everybody. And it makes me so mad. January 31st, 2019, 13 hours, 12 minutes, 57 seconds. Gilbert Police Department, this is Dee. Dee, my name is Charles Vallo. I've got an order to hold my wife. You can look it up, Lori Vallo. Uh-huh. And go ahead. Yep. You. Um, we spoke to you earlier about her. Right. She is at the Gilbert PD saying I stole her purse. I'm going to go over there, and the officer said he won't hold her because he doesn't have an active order. Can you get that to him, like, immediately? I'm going there right now. Okay, just one moment, sir. Thank you. Is she, is she in the lobby right now? That's correct. Blonde hair. Okay. And how far away are you? I'm about 10 minutes away. About Do you want officers with her? Your Civic Center Drive? Your Civic Center Drive? Yes. 75 East yeah. Civic Center Drive. And do you want officers to go down there with her? She's supposed to be retained for bridges. I got an order last night. She's lost her marble. Okay, we'll get in front. We'll get in contact with our front office or our lobby. Okay, but I don't want to go there if she's going to um, not be. Yeah, I, I'm going to call him right now. Can you call me back and let me know? I can have an officer contact you. What's your number? Thank
Correct. Okay, thank you. Thank you. January 31st, 2019, 13 hours, 14 minutes, 40 seconds. January 31st, 2019, 13 hours, 20 minutes, 53 seconds. Gilbert Police, this is Mandy. Can I help you? Yeah, this is Charles Vallo. I just called a moment ago. My wife said the Gilbert Police Department saying I stole her purse, but she's in, uh, been called for oh, being held at Bridges. She's supposed to when they can find her. And she is there. Said somebody would call me back in a minute. And uh, I just want to make sure that's going to happen. Because I've just been trying to find her all day. She needs serious help. What's your name? My name is Charles Vallo. And your wife's name? Lori Vallo. She's okay. the one making the complaint against me at the police department right there. You're okay. on Civic Center Drive, right? Yep. That's between, I'm going to come up Lindsay and where to? Lindsay, you're on Lindsay now, you said? Lindsay and what? Lindsay and uh, Riggs. Lindsay and Riggs. You're going to go way north to Lindsay and Warner. Okay, gotcha. Okay. And then Warner, you're going to hang a left, go up to, um, easiest way is to go up to Gilbert, then go back down south to Civic Center. We're just south of um, Gilbert and Civic Center, or Gilbert and Warner. Okay. Uh, did you know if they were going to give her, do the whole, the, the whole owner for Bridges? Did you just call in, Charles? I did, yeah. Okay. So it looks Somebody like we have all the notes in here. Yeah, they well, okay. yeah, they haven't called you. It's only been a couple of minutes. It's been less than 10 minutes. Must say that they will call me back? Yes, they will be calling you back. Okay, thank you. All right, all right. And is your wife, Lori, is she still here that you know of? Yes, she says. She's waiting for you to bring a purse. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Um, yep, they're get an officer assigned here just as soon as they can. An officer will be contacting you, okay? Thank you. All right. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. January 31st, 2019. 13 hours, 22 minutes, 44 seconds. Okay. And now we're going to go back to where the police officers are with Lori. And when I talked to him, he was all upset, wondering what are we going to do about that. I have no, until it is verified by my sergeant that it's still active, they still want you, I can't hold you against your will. Now watch or listen to this because this is almost just, oh, oh, this part just bothers me so bad how they give her ideas on how to get out of this evaluation. But if it's verified by my sergeant, which she says could take a little while, um, that uh, then if, if it is verified, then I have to take you to Community Bridges. It's uh, a mental health behavior place. Clearly, they're on Lori's side, just like everybody else has been. And this is this is just so heartbreaking when you think about it, because Charles was trying so hard to get his wife help, and the, everything and everyone was failing her. The entire system, I mean, at this point, was just failing him. Everyone and everything was failing him. And it's just really heartbreaking when you know in the end that Lori wound up just causing so much damage to so many people. Murder. I mean, and we'll continue and you'll see and it just gets more and more, more and more terrible. That's all I can say. But while it's being verified, I have no right to keep you and hold you. Just so you're aware. So he's supposedly en route with your purse and your phone 
Um, and then with, and the order also, which needs to be verified by my sergeant. So we will facilitate the transfer of the person and the phone. And while we go give the mental health petition to my sergeant and she's verifying it, you do whatever you feel you need to do. So did you hear that? Did you hear that? So we're going to give you your purse and you just go ahead and take your purse and then I'm going to go to my sergeant with the order and we can't hold you while all this is happening and it'll take my sergeant a few minutes, wink, 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 to verify this order and uh, yeah, pretty girl, you can just do whatever you want to do. Like skedaddle? Is that what you're telling her? Hurry up and run. Get out of here, Lori, so you don't have to do what your husband wants you to do. So you don't have to have this mental health evaluation. So nobody can stop you from murdering people down the road. Sounds good. Sounds good, Mr. Police Officer. Sorry, I'm getting really sarcastic with this because this bothers me. Knowing what happens bothers me to no end. How we're going to get that to go away, I do not know. You may need to contact, you can probably contact Community Bridges, that's CBI, uh, Community Bridges. We have, have one, I don't know if you even want to just go up there, uh, at Mesa Drive and Baseline. It's off Havelina, which is the street before you get to the freeway, if you're going north towards the freeway. Uh, find out what you need to do to improve yourself, because what it is, is committal paperwork. Right. They can hold you for 24, 48, however long they deem it necessary to get you evaluated. Right. Based off just what your husband said. says. Yeah. Wow. So uh, the doctors play it safe. Sorry. I just think it's funny because he's trying to tell everything. Right. So. That's very smart. Again, Tylee shushes her. That's twice now. I'm really the one that did something wrong. And she's like, oh, whatever. I did something. Like, I'm the one that did. Like, I'm the one that did something wrong. Who? But well, here's the thing is, I don't know, and I'm not going to take sides, right, no, but no, no, just no. talking to you, I mean, I don't see you being a danger to yourself or anybody else. You got your kids to school. Right. Yeah, you drove your kids to school, so you're not no danger lady, pretty lady, pretty lady. You're no danger to yourself. I wonder how this guy feels now. Seriously, I wonder how he feels now. Hope he listens to the podcast. I don't know, but I'm not going to place that. I'm just going to let you know that we are required, if you're here, that we will, even against with fours, if we have to, right. if you're still here when it's approved, um, we'll have to take you to CBI. Yeah. So if you're still here, wink, wink, when it's approved, we're going to have to take you. So please take this big hint because I don't think you're a danger to anybody and we, we don't want to have to do that to you. So take your person, run, lady, take your person, run. I mean, that, that, is that not what he's saying to her? Anybody, anybody, let me know. Let me know if you think any differently, please. Community Bridges. Okay. That's where we take you. Now, I don't know who he went through to get the order taken care of. That's what I'm saying. How do you even get that? He got that in the middle of the night? How do you get something in the middle of the night? It's family members can do it for other ones who have like drug dependency or not in health, <laughs> mental you, health. Yeah, but how issues. would he get he had to come here? Isn't stuff closed? It's not it's not here. There but, there are places you can go. So 
I would. Yeah, how would you think of something? I don't know. I don't okay, know. sorry. So. This is good. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. Um. It's called community bridges. Is that what you're yeah. I'm just gonna write it down. So, I'm going they'll to. They'll be looking for me. That's the whole thing. We don't bust down doors to get you, yeah, but okay. we will knock. So if you see police officers <laughs> knocking, talk to them. Talk to them through the door if you really don't want to. Talk to them. Okay. If you want a free medical uh, event, she says, "If I go and they have this, are they going to come make me go to this evaluation?" And he gives her some more little insider information on how to get out of it. Don't answer the door. Don't open the door. Talk to them through the door unless you want to go get mentally evaluated. Psychological I evaluation. Say, I haven't gotten any sleep in about three days. They have good facilities. <laughs> they do, actually, from what I understand. <laughs> um, a gym where I can work out. Yeah, so, happy. <laughs> like I said, we. You, okay your mama? you are going to get a padded room. <laughs> <laughs> so, officers don't kick down doors to serve these. They're civil orders, they're for your safety. Um, it's not illegal if it was because you're a danger to yourself. It's not illegal or it's not illegal to kill yourself. So right. we don't go busting down doors. Right. But if yeah. we make contact with you, there's nothing separating us at that point. You we know it's you. you want about someone and get a mental health order. Again. Not, so if it's a family member and depending on what he told the, the doctors, uh, they may usually they'll do it just to be safe. Mm. Um, Otherwise, so say something say happens to you, or right? Get it. So something happens, you do something to yourself. He's going to go after those doctors. I told you, you didn't sign the order. She should have gotten help. Right. That sort of thing. So well, there, there becomes some liability. Do you know what he said? No, no. One for seventeen. Ten fifteen. Edge your channel six. So do you understand what it's saying like Yeah, I was talking to someone, that's why I didn't answer. Yeah, we're aware. Let me let me step out. I'll talk to you. Alright, excuse me for a second. Yeah. I will come with you. Temple. Uh no, you can entertain them. Okay. <laughs> got any knock knock jokes? <laughs> he, he dances really well. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> like, love the Here we go. Okay. Did you hear Lori? I mean, Tylee's cute, and she goes, the other the officer stepping out and leaving the one officer in there. Do you want me to come with you? The one officer says, and the first officer says, no, it's okay. You can stay here and entertain them. And then he goes to leave, and Tylee's like, you got any good knock knock jokes? Jokes? Do you have any good knock-knock jokes? And then Lori's like, you could show us your equipment. See what I mean about her? Literally, you see? You see how she is? She's going to apply to the academy. She's now a high school graduate. Yeah, are you? Well, she got her GED, so she's moving on with life. You really want to be a police officer? Maybe. You never know. We'll look forward to this stuff, man. I'm actually pretty new myself, so I just got on. It's like my first month on training after oh, out of the academy, so yeah, that's why he's doing a lot of the talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the gift of a swing of mine. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, so it's because, like, honestly, this is kind of a more unique call than what I've seen. This is a little bit different. I mean, like, I like. Well, and what's what's unique about it is either the theft or the petition was usually a separate deal. Yeah. I mean, the fact that all of a sudden he stole your phone and then all of a sudden there's a petition out there right. too. It's like, well, so right. I, I've seen one or the other. I haven't seen both of them. Well, that's so. what he was saying then when he texted that. I'm so sorry I had to do it. I was worried about you. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's, it's probably what like I'm like really like hadn't like seen JJ for like uh, six hours yeah. and he'd been at school. So it's not like he was in any kind of... Well, he was out of town too. Yeah. But still. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's a good thing you did come in because... It will be a very one-sided story, so it's always good to kind of see what's going on. That was very smart. Yeah, Jason's. Well, it was really close to 11. So I was, you know, coming out of her neighborhood after he conned me to go to the house, and I pulled over, you know, by that pool. And then I see this guy that I know, like, just like. Our good. So Melanie Gibbs now explaining how they randomly ran into Jason Mao. It's just too many coincidences with these people. And you know what? A lot of people say there is no such thing as a coincidence. I'll let Melanie Gibb continue to tell. Just like right in front of me on the side of the road. And I'm oh, like, well. that looks like Jason. <laughs> I'm like, hold on. I got, that's Jason. He's a police guy. I'm going to go. So he goes, I'm like, Jason, what are you doing over here? I thought I was just going to get some beer. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, I just want to tell you what's going on. He goes, yeah, go down to the now. Um, Did you catch that? And for I'm going to have to remember this for my YouTube channel because he said, Jason, what are you doing over here? And Jason says, oh, I'm just down here visiting Gabe. Now, Gabe was the person, the bishop, right? That was with Charles in the truck waiting for him after he was out in front of the house that night with the police the night before. So why is Jason with Gabe and what the heck? And then all of a sudden, randomly Lori and Charles has this order and Lori is, um, I'm, you know, you see what I mean though? There's something going on here. These people are all in cahoots. I don't know if Gabe's good guy, bad guy, I don't know Jason Mao much. He does wind up getting looked at and interviewed. He is a former police officer from Phoenix and I believe Chandler. Um, and uh, But this is just a little wonky, 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 in my opinion, that they ran into him on this side of town right then. Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm, really, truly. And I was going to do it after he took it and I realized it was gone when I got back to the car. I was like, he is lurking around here. Like, that's creepy by itself. Yeah. Two, like, he, it's everything I have. Like, I don't have anything. I don't have money. I don't have an ID. I don't have anything. Yeah. And your so, car keys are normally attached to your purse. Yeah, but I had, I that's, carried him in my hand. Yeah. I just had him in my hand. I was still with JJ. Right. He was like, had keys. Yeah. yeah. Go to school. He was like, throwing a fit on the ground. <laughs> yeah. So it was, a, it was a rough morning as it was. Yeah. I can imagine. So, do you guys have separate cars? He, we do. What car does he drive? So he has a Ford F one fifty truck. Oh, okay. So then the white suburban, you had no idea what that was? That was his mm. buddy's car, he said. His he said it was his car. buddy's car. But he doesn't have any buddies. He doesn't have any buddies. So it was a white suburban. I didn't know because it was too I would think it would be a rental car. But when I came back, he was gone. And I know it was his car because the other, you know, the guys fixed right. the box. We're still, still there. So I know it was that one. Oh. 
That's 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 really strange. So what, what kind of questions? Change the lock on me. I'm on the lease as well. The house. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Honestly, I got. I have to obviously confirm with him. But I, to be honest, with you, you should have. You should be able to have access to it as well. If it's your house. Yeah, so he's in my name. I'll change probably yeah. by now. Yeah, he's trying to lock me out just, yeah. just because I whatever. Yeah, I assume it would just be because how we were saying you need to be able to, or he needs to be able to get in the house. It should be the same. Right. So, so I'm kicking the door down too. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think <laughs> so. <it> gets fixed. <laughs> yeah. I don't want him yeah. in there. If he's in there, that's the whole point. That's what I like. Yeah. It was freaking. You know, I was like, oh, it's kind of worst glory issue. You know, I I thought. Yeah. So, so freaking. So glad those two other guys were there. Yeah, I know that you weren't just there by yourself with him. That'd be yeah. even worse. I should have like in retrospect, I probably should have walked away quickly, but I wasn't prepared for that. Yeah, I mean, who really yeah, is? You were just being a good stuff. friend to me, so I appreciate yeah, you. I'm sorry that you're caught up in it. And he's cutting up everybody in it. He calls everybody on my phone. So now he has phone access to all my yep. friends, and he's calling mm. them all to tell how crazy I am and whatever. Because he got wow. snagged, you know. And this is just a recent thing? Has he done this before, or like? This is in like 24 hours. Like, or he's um, on, he's yeah. done. Like, has he done this before? before? Yeah. But this whole not this extreme. No. But he's been ballistic where we had to leave because he was being awful, and I don't want yeah. to hurt one of the kids or something. Probably but. three or four times that I can remember. Yeah, thirteen years. Yeah. Okay. Um, so really, just a stand-up guy <laughs> overall. Yeah. So Tylee says, you know, Charles is really just a stand-up guy overall. Tylee is so manipulated by her mother as well. Just heartbreaking, really, when you really think about what happened down the road. I'm not making any judgment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys even trumpet. I know. Uh, okay, so they got him in there and they got you. Perfect. Um, I'll just get... Oh, I already got your information, so I'm good though. So basically, uh, how do you even know to get a mental health thing? I don't even know how you would know how to do that. Is that I your daughter's phone? Idea. I'm assuming. Uh, no, it's a old. It's my mom's old broken phone. Oh, you were using her phone. Yeah, okay. I got a SIM card today and put it in, so I would okay. have something. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you can't just, go without a phone. You no. just can't. Yeah, is there any phone that she would use that my phone? And later, you'll learn down the road that Lori had tons of burner phones, so she's probably full of baloney about that being her um, mom's old phone. But I'm just guessing on that. I don't have phone numbers. I have my mom's old phone numbers. <laughs> the family members, but not any of my friends. Yeah, we're going to have to put Jason and Thor and all our people. Yeah, my friends. So were you were you there with them when this was going on? Were you, you were there in the car or no? No, she was at the hotel. Yeah. Oh, you're, let me get your info. What's your first and last name? A different last name yeah so he's my stepdad okay yeah right so she was three so. okay and then you live at the house full-time mm -hmm. with them okay yeah cool what's your date of birth cool yeah because that's when we entered and i'll need that info so no big deal there but yeah so i guess we'll see what they say if you're enjoying the show and would like to support this one woman show please consider donating to Afterglow, unveiling the Idaho Cult series. You can donate a few ways via PayPal at www 
paypal.me forward slash K-A-T-F as in Frank, S as in Sam, H as in Henry, H as in Henry, or Cash App. There are all the links are below. Or you can buy me a coffee at www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash afterglow. Well, yeah, it, it takes us a while to verify the order, so that's kind of like, yeah, so as long as you're not, the order's not verified, we can't serve it, so. And is he over, he'll be here too, or is there a way we can go out without him seeing us? Oh, uh, yeah, well, well, I think we'll probably facilitate it, so, I mean, either way, yeah. I'm not sure exactly. I'm sure taking everything before another minute. And in the scenario that she, the person, in, sorry. in the scenario that she has to go, with like, my little brother, would he be like ordered to pick him up from school and take him well, like no core, the, no core order but like yeah I don't know. yeah are you saying like, is charles supposed to pick him up are you saying are you guys can you guys pick him up yeah that's basically what i'm saying like who's like, gonna if, pick him up if i could i pick him up and take him back to like the hotel oh yeah i don't think that even okay. matters yeah i don't think whatever you whatever you guys got to work out i think i don't know what you're planning on doing about so because you're kind of saying you only want like a report but is there like is this gonna be like an ongoing thing? Like, is this like, are you concerned about getting back in the house? Like, what's the yeah. game plan? Oh, yeah. Now we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now we are that we know we changed all the locks. Yeah. So we don't have a danger anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, two days ago, he was like, "You want me to leave all these? They're all real super nice." And then when I actually had evidence, he got really mad. <laughs> yeah. So this all stems from him cheating, and you finding out about it. I cannot roll my eyes hard enough on that whole her blaming Charles for cheating when she's the one. Yeah, well, I think everyone's kind of learning a little bit on this one, so I don't even, I can't even tell you what I think is going to happen. We'll see. It's just a sad scenario. Yeah, it's unfortunate. What school do you go to? She graduated. I just graduated. Oh, you just graduated. Just graduated. Um, yeah. Also, what are you going to do now? Great you got a few question. years before you be a police officer. Yeah, I might start community college classes and then eventually transfer over to a university. But she's working that. She's working. Right yeah, now. and I'm working. Oh, okay. But we're at. Oh, nice. Yep. Good. As long as you're good at talking to people, that's pretty much yeah. a lot of the job, <laughs> seems like. Yes, it's actually good experience to get in here so you can learn what they did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not chasing people down and beating them up. And... Uh, there's a little bit of that. Not as much in Gilbert, I don't think. I mean, I haven't yeah, done too much of that not lately. Not as much as, like, in Phoenix. Phoenix. Right. Yeah, our, friend, our friend was downtown Phoenix police officer. We talked about all those stories. So your buddy Jason, you're saying? Jason is he Phoenix? That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he was He had an incredible case where he was taking the bad guy down. His hamstrings pulled off his legs or hip. And he was completely taken. His hamstrings are the guy he was taken down. No, he is. Oh. And so he, was no, he can no longer perform as a police officer because of that. Wow. It took his it took his, his ability to work. Wow. Mm-hmm. How long was he on? He was on his bed for three, three years. years. It took him three years oh, to, wow. um, 
to his story um, is really incredible. It is yeah. incredible. So it took him three years to walk again. But the police department said it was a pre-existing addition. I want to pre-existing pre-existing. Yeah. Pre-condition assistion, Melanie Gibb, and then Lori corrects their pre-existing condition. Um, they're talking about Jason, and I don't know how much of this is an exaggeration about his injuries. I am skeptical on a lot of what's being said. Now, who knows if he told them or how they got this information about him, you know, and his can't even walk again stuff, but, but clearly he did not get anything from the police department because it was a pre-existing condition. I don't know. They sure are pretty enamored with Jason Mao. I'm sorry. Yeah. Now he's walking to a fight. You're sitting there in your police car. And as he pulls off on a hot summer day to go chase his buddy, you know, and then yeah. he, ha you don't go to work with these not attached. You're going to yeah. walk. Like, so he's actually been supporting police officers and helping them because they haven't been getting their rights. Mm, nice. He's, he's, he's for the police guys now. He's, uh, he has a whole organization and they're amazing. Yeah, he did it. Wow. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. But he's now retired from. Now, Jason Mao is an extremely interesting character. He was part of a very spooky, scary, weird show. And we can get into that later, too. But it was like about kids turning into zombies and getting murdered and stuff. So, pretty weird, pretty weird. Yeah, Lori and Chad would have met in September of 2018. This is January of 2019. So Lori was already very, very enamored with Chad. And eventually we will read you the love story that Chad wrote calling himself James and her Elena. And, uh, and he kind of brings real life into it and talks about them in different names, but about their passionate loin fires. We'll get to that. I'm telling you this, you guys. I am telling you. There is not a different... There, I don't think there's a more complicated, insane serial killer story ever on the on the earth. I swear. This is... I've never heard anything like this. And so many people, the reporters like Nate Eaton and Justin Long, you know, they just shake their head as well. Like, how on earth did this actually... You couldn't write this. You couldn't make this up. So, this is January 2019, and by July of 2019, Charles is dead. So, just to bring you up to speed, this is he's trying desperately to get her help, and just months after this, he's going to be dead. Gabe, this is Scott Gallus with the Gilbert Police Department. How are you? Hey, good. How are you? Hey, the reason for my call, I'll just get right to the point. Uh, you're listed as a witness on a, a petition for an involuntary committal of a Lori Vallow. Yes. What can you tell me about uh, I'm just kind of doing a little bit of follow-up on, on this paperwork, and I was hoping you could just sure. kind of enlighten me, because these things are handwritten, so sometimes they don't necessarily encapsulate everything that you could tell me. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a tough situation. I'll, I'll bring up speed as best I know here, but um, his wife, uh, she had been getting into some religious things that troubled him. The relationship was a bit odd. 
in the last few months, and it kind of all came to a head when he went out of town. Um, he he had me listen to a conversation that he had with her, where she was making some strange statements. Um, you know, to to be very clear, there was nothing threatening or terroristic of any kind. Uh, she didn't threaten to hurt herself or the children or or him. Okay. Um, she did she did tell him that she was going to get rid of his stuff, which actually was true. That he, when he got back, his his things were actually gone from yeah. the house. Okay. Um, he when he returned, she had, she had canceled his flight and done some other things to kind of make it really difficult for him to get back. Yeah. Uh, when, he, when he did return, um, he found that the house was all locked up. Uh, no one was home. Um, Gilbert PD helped uh, break in a door so that he could get in the house, and they cleared the house to make sure it was clean. Um, he found some things missing, some clothes, a computer, um, but no, no, the, no one was home. Okay. Uh, and no evidence as to where they had gone. So that's, a, that's really the gist of it. Uh, I understand now from third parties that she's staying at a hotel, that she appears to be uh, okay, the children are okay. Um, I haven't talked to Charles here for a little bit, so I'm not sure where he is at. Okay. Let me ask you, sir, if I may. Um, you said, did, did, did you listen to this? Was this like a live phone conversation or was it a recording? Or what did, what did you listen he, to? He put me in on a conversation. He just uh he didn't give me kind of warning on it. He just said, hold on a sec. And then, um, I guess put me in on a, a, a like a, a, a conference call okay. that he was doing with her. Yeah. And I, I thought I was listening to recording at first. Uh, and then it dawned on me after a minute or so that this wasn't a recording, that it was actually a live conversation. Okay. Um, but in then that it ended pretty quick right after that. Okay. And just so I'm clear, she didn't threaten him, the children or herself in that conversation. No, everything was subjective. Uh, she did use the word destroy. Uh, she said, I will destroy you, but it was done in a very subjective way that it could have, it didn't necessarily come across as, as a direct threat to him or the children or herself. Okay. Like it could have been destroy his reputation or something less yeah, literal his spirit for all we know you know his spirit powers or something you know it's just very non non-specific okay when she was speaking and i know you said it was short did she seem coherent or was she she uh she seemed coherent but her statements were were um, strangely irrational um she was accusing him of something but would not tell him what it was okay uh she seemed to she seemed to <laughs> she seemed to indicate again in a somewhat uh, oblique way that he wasn't who he said he was, that he was. And um, the, the only thing that actually concerned me out of the conversation that I thought was beyond um, the pale, so to speak, was, you know, she's, he said, Hey, I, I just want to see the kids. And she said something to the effect of, um, well, you want the kids, I'll give them to you, which I thought was a bit strange for mom to say. Yeah. Um, and, and that was kind of what, made me wonder was what was actually going on in, in her mind at that moment. Okay. Uh, but, but she sounded very lucid as she was speaking. Okay. All right. So I think that's all I, I, I really appreciate your time. I know this is an awkward position for you to be in, but uh, I, I do appreciate the extra info. No problem. I just, obviously I want to see everyone treated the best they can. And, and if she is in a, a bad state, that she, you know, then she gets the right kind of, of care and, and hopefully this will resolve itself in the best way possible for those poor kids. Yeah. I don't think anybody would disagree with you. So okay. thank you again. Well, thank you, sir. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.
Lori does wind up going to Community Bridges, and we can go over that in the next episode. But that's it for today, and we will definitely continue, continue, continue. But I do appreciate you all for being here. Thank you for sticking with me at Afterglow Unveiling the Idaho Cult. So we'll go to episode six next week and hold on to your hat because there's some really crazy stuff that's going to come on in this, in this case. And, you know, if you're not completely familiar with this case like I am, you're going to be blown away by what happens down the road. Thank you. Stay safe. Stay well. Bye-bye. considering starting your own podcast? I use Buzzsprout and it is a wonderful platform. It's easy and professional, very user-friendly. They will get your podcast into every major podcast platform. Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google, and more. You can start today with the gear you already have in a quiet space. You'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and more. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. I'm very happy with Buzzsprout, and I know you will be too. Follow the link in the show notes. Let's Buzzsprout know that I sent you here from Afterglow. It also gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan. And again, it helps support my show here at Afterglow Unveiling.